Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Romans chapter number 12. Romans 12. And I want to start looking at verses 1 and 2. And we're going to put emphasis on verse number 2. I'm reading from a New King James Version, very familiar passage. We all know it. We've quoted it. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, what? Read it with me. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, verse 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Um. I want to make this statement, <clears throat> and the statement is the level of my separation, meaning separation from the world, will be the same level as my transformation. Let me say it again. The level of my separation, in other words, how differently I live from the world will be the same as the level of my transformation. No transformation, there is no separation. So, in other words, uh, 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 God is expecting us to be transformed. It's time to change. <laughs> It's time to change. It's time to be transformed. It's time for my transformation. Again, where there is no transformation, there is no separation. Well, what is transformation? Um, transformation is to change form. Listen to that. It's to change form, and the nature of something. So hear this. The principle of transformation is once something has been transformed, it can never go back to what it once was. Let me say all that again. Once this is a principle of transformation. Once something has been transformed, 
It can never go back to what it once was. An example, when we look at the butterfly, can't go back to the egg, the caterpillar. The, you know, in other words, it, it can't be a backwards transformation. Once something begins that transformation process, it goes and literally becomes something different. I cannot undo the new birth. I can't go back and dive into what I once was. If any man be in Christ, Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians that he is a new creature. And then it says, all things are passed away and all things are new. So hear me. So what I need to understand is this. Once I come to Christ, I am a new creature. I am different than what I once was. I, can, I can't undo this. When you and I put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, when we come to him, the part of us that's made new is the spirit man. I know you heard, some of you heard songs, some of us heard songs growing up. I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet. No, they didn't. I still wore 11 shoe. And they still wore 11s. Before Christ, you know, pre-Christ and post-Christ, 11. All right, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I have to understand that, okay, what really did happen? So on the inside of me, you have to understand you are not just a body, but you are a spirit with a soul living in a body. And that immaterial part of you, the spirit man, has been made new. You've been created. It's amazing how when God did something in you, he didn't just do a little renovation project. He caused you to be a brand new person. You're brand new on the inside. Come on, say I'm brand new. And what we, what we spend our lives doing is finding out who he made us to be. And listen to this, becoming what we are. So you spend your whole life becoming who you are. And I'm talking about becoming fully who God says you are. Here's the issue. So, I, uh, according to Scripture, I, 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 I recognize that I knew, I knew where, on the inside. I'm literally transformed. There's something that has changed on the inside of me. And so, he said, listen, you, you're different. There's something different in terms of being a new creature. But here's the, here's the rub. I don't know it yet. So my transformation is really not happening if my head hadn't caught up with what's happening on the inside. Look at this. 
So we see transformation um, uh, 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 is God wanting to literally transform us into what he fully wants us to be. And so what this scripture tells us, you and I have two options. Number one option is you can conform to the pattern of the world. As a believer, you can conform. If he did, if you can't, he wouldn't have said, verse 2, and do not be conformed. But am I right? Verse 2 of Romans chapter 12 says, do not be conformed. And so the word conform, and you know this already, is where we get our word schematic from. And so it is where there is an to mold one's behavior according to a pattern. To conform is to mold my behavior according to a pattern. In other words, I'm looking at something and I'm molding my behavior based upon what I see. Here he says, do not be conformed to the to the world. And so what he's saying is you and I have the option of looking at the world and then look doing our lives behaving just like what we see. So this is the struggle. The struggle is I'm living in this world. You and I are living in this world. And the world has it's got a negative flow. It's got this negative stream that's flowing. And it wants to pull me in. It wants me to act, behave, think, do everything like it wants me to do it. And Paul told the church at Rome, and I believe he's telling us today, the Lord is telling us today, don't conform to the world. Don't let the world, as one writer says, squeeze you into its mold. Okay? So that's one option. And by the way, you only have two. Only one, one or two options. Option one is conform to the world, to the pattern of the world. Option two is to conform to the image of Christ. To the image of Christ. When you look at Romans chapter number eight, verse number 29, it talks about being conformed to the image. In fact, let's look over there at it. Romans chapter eight. And verse number 29. We love Romans 8, 28, but we sometimes don't go as far as verse 29. It's good. 8, 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he predestined, he predetermined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed. So he says, Jesus is the pattern. So you and I, instead of being conformed to the world, we need to be conformed to the image of his son. Jesus is the perfect son, right? 
And so you and I, instead of saying, okay, the world is where I, what I need to model my life after, I need to look at Jesus and model my life after him. Making sense so far? All right. First Peter chapter 1, verse 14 in the, um, in the, um, New American Standard says it like this. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. So Christians are called to live a lifestyle different than the world. Let me say it again. Christians, Christians are called to live a lifestyle different than the world. Come on, say it with me. Christians are called to live a lifestyle different than the world. We're okay. So here is some objective criteria. So we can just kind of see how we're tracking along. When there is no difference in my viewpoint and the world's viewpoint, I'm not conforming to Christ. I'm conforming to the pattern of the world. So when I look at things, I view the world just the same as an unsaved person. There is no difference. So whether I say it or not, my actions are telling off on me. When there is no difference in my lifestyle and the world's lifestyle, I'm not conforming to Christ, I'm conforming to the pattern of this world. Let's get practical. If I handle my money the same way the world handles their money, I'm not conforming to the image of Christ. I'm conforming to the image of the world. If I handle my relationships the same way the world handles their relationships, you do me wrong, I'm through with you. I write you off. The reason I can speak on that one is because that was me. I wouldn't get back at you. You just didn't exist. And some of you are laughing because such were the same. <laughs> some of you were the same. Uh-huh. And look at somebody and say, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. He's still working on me. Do me wrong once. Shame on you. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. 
And so I have to look and I say, what in the world is going on? Because it's easy to quote Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. It's easy. It's easy to memorize it to where we, we, we say, <clears throat> and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. That's it. So what's going on is this. The reason there hasn't been any transformation is because I have not changed my mind. The way I think, I was, I was listening to some information, uh, Corey, you can appreciate this. Um, there was a, uh, these, this gentleman had interviewed neuroscientists. And they were talking about patterns in behavior and changing habits and those kinds of things. And they said, at some point in our lives, we go on autopilot. For instance, we go on autopilot so much so that when we learn a particular skill, we, our minds check out when we do it. Example, tying your shoe. You, you tie your shoe the same way. You tie, you start with which leg, which foot? You see what I'm talking about? Now, if you tried to start with the other one, you feel like something's wrong. You brush your teeth the same way. Which hand do you use? Right. Are you, you seeing what I'm talking about? Uh, there are some of us, I'll give you an example. Even in driving, you have driven home, and you, when you get there, you realize, I'm home. <laughs> so what they were saying is that there are certain things in terms of ha the habits that we have formed that no matter, we're on autopilot and our brain checks out. Could it be that from a behavioral standpoint and from, from a spiritual standpoint, we've created habits contrary to Christ where we go on autopilot? When certain, listen to this, when certain stimuli hit us, it kicks in. You mess with me? <laughs> you mess with the wrong person today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm just being real. And what he's saying is, you and I have to be actively engaged in breaking the cycle. There, hear me, hear me, and hear me good. You got to know yourself. And what they said, what, what they were saying was this. They said, one of the ways to break it, you got to know your triggers. You got to know what triggers you, and all of a sudden you get the, and what what in whatever means it's going to cause you to go contrary to Christ. Back it up, know those triggers, and then know what you're trying to what you're really looking for. And so, hear this. Not I'm trying not trying to give that kind of lesson. What I want to do is get to this. So, what Paul is saying: Look, the way that this transformation is going to occur in my life and in your life is we, our minds have to be renewed. We've got to change the way we think. 
We've got to change the way we think. And that is a lifelong process. So, I give you this example, and you all forgive this is very visual. Dr. D and I, uh, some years ago, had to go to um, Winnipeg, Canada to do a marriage seminar. And so they, it was extremely cold, and, and uh, so we finally got there, and this, these rigid sub-zero temperatures rushed to get to the room, and uh, finally got to the room, and very nice plush hotel, they had changed out the mattresses. And so once we, I, th- I think we had done that first night, and it was time to go to sleep. We got in the bed, and they had something called memory foam. Lord Jesus, we got in there, everything looked fine, it was nice and even on the top, I got in, it's like the Roach Motel, Roaches check in, but they don't check out, that thing be, I was, I said, honey, I can't move, all of a sudden, it had contoured to what? To me. And I could, I, I, I was like, no wonder you, nobody feels you next, you know, because you can't move. I was like, somebody send a rope to get me out of this bed. And then so she wouldn't have any help because I was like, okay, you get up. She was like, I can't move. <laughs> and so we were there crying, laughing, like we are stuck in the mattress. We are stuck in this mattress. And I begin to think about that <laughs> regarding today's teaching. We have thought patterns. I'm stuck. I can't move. I keep doing the same thing. I keep responding the same way. I need somebody to send a rope to get me out of this thought pattern. Send a helpline to get me out. <laughs> and so he says, what happens is this. He said, the, you need to be transformed. How are you going to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. So that simply means that we ought to change the way we think. We used to have a trainer, and he used to say this, uh, a physical trainer. He said, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Come on, say, get, get your mind right. So change the way you think. Change the way you think. We've seen it in Scripture as a man... Oh, y'all went King James, thinketh in his heart. So is he. So I got to change the way I think. But changing the way I think is going to cost me something because what I found is I've been thinking the way I've been thinking for as long as I'm living. And you've been thinking the way you've been thinking as long as you're living. And so what we have to do once we come to Christ is to begin to change the way we think and we take it subject matter by subject matter. Change the way you think about who God is. 
Change the way you think about who you are. Change the way you think about who the devil is. Change the way you think about what you have and what you can do. Change the way you think. Um, so how do I change? How do, how do I do it? How do I do it? This is what we have to understand. <clears throat> Our minds are so set that it takes the word of God to change it. Our minds are so set that it takes God's word to change it. You do what you do and it's, it's so ingrained in you that God's word has to be the thing that transforms us. And so how do we do it? Hear the word, change my mind to agree with the word, and do the word that I've heard. Let me say it again. Hear the word, agree with the word, and do with the word. Hear the word, and, I, and it's a changing my mind to agree with the word and do the word. Hear the word, agree with the word, and do the word. I can hear the word and not agree with it. Because again, the pattern, if I'm changing, I need to hear the word, I need to agree with the word, and then I need to do the word. But if I'm hearing the word, and when I hear the word, I'm arguing, then the, there's no chance of my doing it. So I need to hear the word, I need to agree with the word, and I need to do the word. Look at Romans chapter 8. Talking about our mindsets. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And the New King James Version adds this part who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now, skip down to verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, do what? Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, and the inference is set their minds, on the things of the Spirit. Then it says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is Christ Jesus. I mean, it's, uh, spiritually minded is life and peace. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because the carnal mind is enmity or hatred against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please 
God. Stop right there. But verse 5 says, those who live according to the flesh. In other words, if I find myself continually walking out in the flesh, what I'm finding is my mindset is over in the flesh. And then if I'm living in the spirit, my mind is in the spirit. So I've got to change the way I think. I've got to hear the word, change my mind and agree with the word and do what the word says. When you keep hearing it, keep hearing it, it begins to break up the fallow ground and you begin to agree with it and then we experience the transformation that the word of God is supposed to bring to us. When you don't hear the word, guess what happens? The only other option is I'm conforming to the world. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing is a principle. If I want to keep, let me give you an example of something. Whatever the world wants you to continually think about, they let you continually hear. The reason is to shape your opinion and to agree with them. That's called advertising. That's called marketing. To continually hear about a product. You're not going to buy a product that you never hear about. You're not going to embrace a philosophy that you never hear about. Let me give you something, and I'm not trying to get political or anything like that, but it's the truth. Uh, at one point, hot topic, a uh, hot subject matter was Black Lives Matter, the injustice that has been done uh, against black lives, right? Hot topic matter. Change the narrative. If I change the narrative, you don't even, you don't, it, come, it gets out of your thinking. So now, instead of talking about the brutality and injustices that have been done against people of color, now we're talking about the issue of the people not standing to the flag. So let's change the narrative. The whole issue is not whether I stand against the, you're killing my people. So just get it out of sight, out of mind. Whether you agree or not, people were killed. And all police officers are not bad. Are you understanding? So the, the faith comes by hearing. Whatever I want you to think about, I just let you keep hearing. I just let you keep hearing. I just let you keep hearing. And all of a sudden, your opinion is going to shape, be shaped by it. Whatever you think about same-sex marriage, if I just let you keep hearing that this is normal, this is normal, this is normal, same-sex attract, all this kind of stuff, is eventually you're going, oh, yeah, that's not bad because it's normal. If I keep hearing, I'm not going to stop there, don't worry, don't worry. If I keep hearing, well, you know, we, it's, it's, it's everybody's normal. If you, before you get married, everybody lives together. Before you, you know, you, before you get married, everybody lives together. Before you get married, everybody sleeps together. I'm, it's no, come on, it's no big thing. This is just what we do. This is what we do in heterosexual relationships. We sleep together, and it's just normal attractions. Nothing's wrong with that. 
And there is nothing wrong with normal attractions within marriage. And to carry that out in marriage. Anyway. Are we okay? So whatever it is, I want to change your opinion about it, just that you keep hearing it. And what Paul is saying is this. The world is working to squeeze your thought patterns so that you it's stuck in that mattress. <laughs> so that you can't move. And the next thing you know, you're carrying out behaviors the same as the world. So the way I respond looks no different than they do. The way I look at issues looks no different than they do. The way I respond to authority looks no different than the way they do. The way I pray for my president. So irrespective of what they're feeding me, I got to do this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I just can't stand it. It says pray for those who are in authority. It didn't say agree with them. It just said pray for them. You all right? He makes me so mad. Oh, please. Who doesn't make you mad? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So my point is, we've got to make the word final authority because we are the salt and the light and there must be a difference in the way we respond and the way the world responds. Don't be conformed, be transformed. And it's going to show in the way you live. If there's no transformation, in your life, there really is no separation in your lifestyle. And in the words of that theologian, Forrest Gump, and that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) It's dangerous because, man, it's, you know, you sit there and you go, okay, am I really different? Am I really different? And I realize, I'm being honest, I failed the test on some areas. Anybody? I failed the test, and I realized, God, I need you to change the way I'm thinking. Because the way I'm thinking about this, the way I'm viewing this is no different than the world. It's the same way. I've got the same views. And could it be I got the same views because I've been viewing the same thing? If I view the same thing, sure, I'm going to have the same views. Somebody has to hear God and represent him now from a viewpoint that comes from above. James says it like this. He says the wisdom that comes from above is different from this worldly wisdom. The truth of the matter is the world is in desperate need of us, of us being transformed. It's in desperate need of a people that's separate, 
a people that, whose lifestyle is separate. The way I'm responding, it looks different than the world. You look at the way I handle my life, it's got to be different. And the part that I, I say, okay, I got something to work, got some things to work on. Say, okay, I think the Lord can deal with that and say, okay, son, come on, come on, I'm helping you with this. I'm helping you with this. And, 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 and as I yielded to him, he causes my mind to change. He causes me to change. I want to pray um, for us. In fact, do me a favor. Let's all stand, please. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.